quick note here before we uh, get into this week's episode. Uh, I'm putting the finishing touches on editing um, the episode and putting it up online uh, real quick. But uh, in the middle of that, I was sent a fan video. And uh, it's a, a sort of a montage. And I put it on, and it was literally one of the best things I've ever seen in pertaining to this show. It was just amazing. And it got to the end, and I saw who actually made it, and it was our old friend from last year, Grable424, who made the video we were obsessing about last year. And uh, I sent it over to Blake, and he's in the middle of watching it, and I know, I know for a fact that we're going to be talking about it a ton uh, next week. Uh, during the finale episode, but I wanted to put it up this week so that you guys could get a chance to see it before the finale. So head over right now, press pause, go to talkingbad.blogspot.com, scroll down of Granite State's show notes. It'll be the first link. Uh, it's called Breaking Bad Whispering, and one of the best videos you can see about this show. It's just, it'll get you really psyched up for the finale. So check that out, and uh, we'll talk about it next week. And uh, now on with the show. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Talking Bad. I'm Brian here with Blake. How you doing, Blake? Doing real good. Real good. Well, I, I want to I want to start off by saying, you know. How fun has this been? I mean, we're we're in the midst here of coming up on the final episode before we get into it here. I mean, this has been the most fun of having one of the most watched and discussed shows possibly in the top five ever. Most watched, most critically acclaimed. Everyone's talking about it. Everyone's going nuts about it. Every show, every website has got something about Breaking Bad on it. And we've been there episode by episode for the last year now discussing it and just being in the midst of it has just been i don't know some of the most fun i've had in a while oh yeah yeah i agree and not only just you know that we're doing the podcast and whatnot but just the, the show in general but what how fun of a ride has this been for you know i don't know what a few years i guess that was when we started you know we started on netflix so right um but yeah i mean just been a, a, a fun few years with this show in our lives and oh man podcast has been great and, and they haven't let up, and I've been so glad that they haven't, you know, kind of fizzled out. Like, from what I've heard, I don't know, you you were a dedicated watcher of Dexter, and I wasn't. But I heard Dexter kind of fizzled out a little bit. And uh, I don't know, did they? What do you think? Yeah, you know, the last season was a little, a little shoddy, I guess. I mean, it could have ended, you know, kind of like Breaking Bad. What is this, season five? Yeah. It probably could have ended at season five, and it would have been really solid. So, you know, they went a little... A little long and you know some people are gonna say they jumped the shark and uh i don't know whatever i was fine with the ending i mean it was closure of some sort and whatever right but i'm glad we're not you know kind of being whatever with breaking bad i mean it's been no. intense and it has not let up no no for sure uh real quick i want to i want to mention some of our commenters this week um first of all i, I want to apologize to amos johnson who has written on our facebook page almost every day very dedicated. Since the beginning. Very, very dedicated, dedicated fan. Not a lot of comments or theories, but a lot of images, a lot of links to other stuff. Amos Johnson. Just as good. That's just as good. One of our best fans. We appreciate it and we look at and check out everything you send us, so keep it up, buddy. Uh, Simon Watts wrote to us and he said, Hey guys, wanted to post my thoughts on where the program will go next. This is obviously after Ozzy Mandias last week. 
says, you were speculating that you think possibly Walt comes back to either take out or save Jesse. But I disagree with both of those theories. As far as Walt is concerned, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jesse's already dead. Last time Walt saw Jesse, Uncle Jack and co. were taking him away to extract info from him, and then we're going to kill him. So when Walt drives away at the end of this episode, he must think Jesse is dead or will be very shortly. We know that the flash forward is a few months away, and there's no way Walt would think that Jesse could survive for that long. Just thought I'd share my opinion. I have absolutely no idea where the series ends from here on in, but I know it'll be great. Thanks for the great show. Look forward to hearing it every week, Simon. So, yeah, I mean, Jesse, I mean, that's what we said, too. We, we figured Walt thought Jesse was pretty much dead as far as he's concerned. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sticking by that, too, but here's the thing. Uh, now, Walt, we know, obviously, for a while now, he wants Jack and the crew gone. So when he goes back, we know he's going back. When yep. he goes back. What if all of a sudden he sees Jesse and he's like, holy shit, look at what they put you through for these few months or whatever. And they, you know, right. kind of reconcile maybe. Well, I, I think there was something at the end of this episode that could have played with this idea a little bit. But we'll get into that when we get into the summary okay. here. Uh, Chris Jackson. Todd, I'm sorry for your loss. What? Here we go back more comments about Todd. Uh, he's obviously desensitized to death and violence. He doesn't know it's supposed to be bad, but yet he's so courteous and considerate about the whole thing. Yep, again, Todd, I think it's been brilliant the way Jesse Plemons has been playing him. Evidently, that was a choice he just had in the acting style was instead of, you know, twisting his mustache, he just kind of plays it as, you know, matter of fact. And it's just amazing to watch. Yeah, and I, I hope we really can get into, delve into Todd a little bit this episode because... You know, I've got a few little things about him. I'm sure we both do, but absolutely, uh, absolutely, there's just something about this guy. Yep, yep. I don't know. We'll, we'll get into Todd definitely. Uh, he goes on to say, "What I find fascinating is the way the nature of each character seems to be affected by their reactions with other characters, just like chemistry." It's a metaphor that can be drawn for most stories, but in the Breaking Bad universe, extra care is taken to highlight it. How do we? How do these two elements exist together? What about when some pressure is applied? Heat? How much of a particular element can we add to the situation before it comes explosive? The show is so rich with detail, everything works together flawlessly. It truly is all about the chemistry. And that's that's been the story of the show from the beginning, I think. Yeah, I thought that, well, that was a really good comment right there, though. It's like, I don't know, I'm not that smart. I'm not thinking about, um, you know, uh, chemistry and... Uh, you know, one of those things. I can't even think of what they're called. The periodic table. I'm not thinking of elements and stuff, but yeah, that obviously, yes. You know, you, you put this element with this element and it might not mix very well. What happens when you add this element to it? Ah, I don't know. I never thought of that, but brilliant, obviously. Right. And, uh, and you know, what does Walt say in his speech when he's talking to his students in season one? Chemistry is, well, technically, chemistry is the study of matter. But I prefer to see it as the study of change. Now, just, just think about this. Electrons, they change their energy levels. Molecules, molecules change their bonds. Huh? Elements, they combine and change into compounds. Well, that's, that's all of life, right? I mean, it's just, it's the constant, it's the cycle, it's solution. This solution just over and over and over. It is growth, then decay, then transformation. It is fascinating. 
really. It's basically laying out the whole show for us. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah very cool. Yeah. That's, that's one of the reasons why we love the show so much is great characters and seeing how they react to each other. Obviously that's yeah. what's been great. And, and, and in this case for this show, you know, it doesn't always, isn't always a safe reaction. We'll say, yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Dempsey writes. So here's my hypothesis. Walt sprays down Nazi uncle's crew with the M60 cooks a final batch of blue sells it to neurotic girl. It goes global. Everybody who does it mysteriously dies of ricin poisoning, then comes back to life. Cue Walking Dead opening music. This could be <laughs> one of the better theories I've heard, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to lead into The Walking Dead from Breaking Bad, huh? I, I like that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, uh, I don't know, there's been a lot of arguments about Walking Dead versus Breaking Bad. I personally agree with all of the critics, which I just found out today, Breaking Bad now holds a... Uh, official Guinness Book of World Records for being the most critically acclaimed show of all time. Yeah. It's got a 99 out of 100% score with all the critics. Uh, Be Out the Wire, who had a 98 out of 100, Ooh. I guess. So you take that against Walking Dead. I don't know. Kind of. I watched Walking Dead for a while and I kind of fell off when they went to the farm and yeah. didn't leave for a season. Me too. So, Me too. Uh, nothing you against know, it, but I was just like, okay, well, I've got enough it. of zombies and things of that nature and yeah. I'm all done with this. But, yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, another theory people have talked about is Walt makes it through his little shootout, goes back and gets another identity, and then you can go back and start watching Malcolm in the Middle. And that's Walter White in his new identity. <laughs> that's good. That's funny. That's yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely interesting. Um, I forgot to mention this on the website. Uh, this week, uh, last night, actually, did you get a chance to watch any of this? Uh, Conan O'Brien had a Breaking Bad special. The entire night's episode was all Breaking Bad. Did you catch any of that? Uh, well, I set it up to record. I, I, you texted me and said to do that, and I was playing Grand Theft Auto, so I'm hoping that I'm, I'm hoping that I, I really did hit record. I can't remember, but it should be on my DVR right now. He had a really interesting opening. He had a good bit where it was like an exercise video, but it was a barrel that you just rolled around in the streets, and that was your exercise. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, Brian Cranston got on. He told a really funny story. I'll put it in here about his best fan letter he's ever gotten. So, you know, listen to that here real quick. Uh, we were talking about that. I said, I'm going to bring this fan letter with me. Can I read it to you? Yes, you may. All right. So this, fan, this is an honest goodness fan letter. It came to me. It says, Dear Brian Cranston, let me preface this letter by saying I have a master's degree in psychology and I have never been diagnosed with any psychotic disorder. You know when a, when a letter starts out with, I have never been diagnosed with yeah. any psychotic... Diagnosed. Yeah, no yeah. one's caught me yet. So, I am writing to you because I have been holed up in my apartment for two days and nights watching all seasons of your show. I am in love with it all. After I was done with all the episodes, I watched some interviews. And what this has all amounted to is that right now, I am fantasizing about having sex. With Aaron Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and for you to be there watching. <laughs> Swear to God. Is it true? Yeah. What are you doing it in says, this scenario? It says, I am not sure what your role would be. <laughs> But 
I think I want you there. <laughs> nice. He's giving you some leeway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's up to you. You'll figure it out. Did you say he's giving me some yeah. leeway? Yeah, yeah. Is it a he or a she? It's a she. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a he the whole time. No, it's a she. It is, it is a she. Um, anyway, like we said, there's been pure fandom this week ever since last week's episode. Um, every website I've been to has something about Breaking Bad. Right now, screenbid.com. I'll put up the link in the show notes on talkingbad.blogspot.com, but they're having a Breaking Bad prop auction where you can buy everything from Walt's underwear to Mike's wallet to the Aztec. You can straight up, they're auctioning off the Aztec car itself. Wow. You can go there and buy that stuff. We had an article come out today that was Damon Lindelof, the creator and writer of Lost, writing a whole article about how Heisenberg is basically Batman. I don't know how you made that assumption. Hmm. And uh, I then had someone sent me a link where they're selling Heisenberg hats for cats for $55 a pop. <laughs> I mean, it's just been it's just been pure madness. It has been so much fun this week. I kind of don't want it to end, but I do. I don't know. It's and, been and fun. Not, uh, and, and not to mention the, you know, I, I forget what it was, you know, like 80, 80 to 90,000 some new listeners for us this, this yeah. week. A lot of thousands of listeners, and we do appreciate we appreciate all the listeners we have. I mean, honestly, we've we've grown a lot since we've started. I don't right. want to put up numbers or anything. Well, but... it's nowhere near what I'm talking about. That's a joke, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, <laughs> hey, we're, we're happy to just reach out to you know. Probably when we first started, especially when my mic didn't work on our very first episode, I can't believe yeah. we got more listeners after that. But you know, I mean, right. we're happy with you know 20 listeners because. We like to do this. This is what we like to do. Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing stuff like I, this a long time. Again, we would sit around and, and talk about these, our theories and, and what we thought of the episodes. And we, we, we decided to do this because we'd be like, well, how cool would it be to reach out to other people and see what they think, too? People we don't know. Right. So, you know, it's going to be sad to let it go. We've been trying to stir up some other ideas of possible future podcasts, but we'll get into that at the end of the episode, too. Yeah. For now... Let's quit dicking around and get into Season 5, Episode 15, Granite State. You worry about your wife and kids. If they don't have you, they're going after her. There are two DEA agents missing. Presumed dead. How much time have you got left? So... Last week's episode, Osmond Deus, was the most watched episode of Breaking Bad ever. Yep, until that. this week. Ooh, didn't <laughs> this week was the new record breaker. Beat last week's episode. Um, I feel like after seeing this episode, that Osmond Deus marked the end of Breaking Bad, the show as we've known it for the last few years. Of the things we can expect, the things we see, the 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 characters, the way they've been, that was the end of that. It's kind of poignant the way they they. They showed, you know, the flashback at the beginning and said, you know, look how far we've come. This is kind of wrapping it all up because as soon as this episode started, everything's changing. People are changing locations. It's never going to be the same. We're headed down to the end right now. Oh, you know, yeah. This is, this is it. Um, three big surprises I noticed in the cold open uh, that I told this about you. You know, we start on a red van that pulls into the vacuum repair shop. Um, so, number one, I'm like, okay, we have not flash forwarded yet. We're continuing in this timeline in the present. We have not flash forward in a few months yet. So I'm like, okay, we're st maybe the last episode will be the flash forward. Um, then we think it's Walt that's inside the van, obviously going to get out, and it's not. It's Saul 
That was a nice twist. Nice twist there. I mean, obviously you thought it was Walt. Right. So Saul has chosen to, you know, escape as well. And I guess Saul just kind of like, you know, gets a whiff that things are going to go bad here pretty soon. And he's going to get out while the getting's good. Um, and then we get to meet the extractor named, and I didn't know this, his name's Ed. It's Ed the extractor. Oh, Played by, played by Robert Forrester, and I was like, "Oh, Robert Forrester," and you're like, "Great, who is that?" And I'm like, "He's he's he's a pretty famous movie actor. He was in The Descendants. He was in Jackie Brown. He was in Me, Myself, and Irene. Olympus Has Fallen, and Maniac Cop Three. Oh, Maniac Cop Three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell yeah. you who I, I'll, I'll tell you who I thought it was actually. When okay. He, when it when it first showed him and he's putting the key in and opening mm-hmm. the door, I thought, "Oh my God, it's." R.L. Emery or uh, whatever. R. Lee Emery, R. yeah. R. Lee Emery from, you know, Full Metal Jacket, all that stuff. You know, the, right. the, the army guy. And I'm like, oh, my God, amazing. He looked just like him from the profile. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's yeah. And it wasn't. Yeah. But that's cool. I'm cool with, the, you know, Robert Washington or whatever it was. Forrester. Forrester. Uh-oh. Evidently, evidently, they really wanted him for this part. This is who they imagined for this part to the point where they didn't name the character. They just called him Robert Forrester in the script when they were doing the outlines and oh, stuff. Nice. Well, he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. He's a perfect character. He's great. So he basically tells Saul, you know, since you're well known, your face is on billboards. He needs a couple days to get his new identity in order for where he's going, Wisconsin or something. So he'll have to chill out for a few days, with, but he'll have a bunk mate. He's going to Walter. Omaha. He's going to Nebraska. Right. Not Wisconsin. And he's like, sorry, Nebraska. I always get the states mixed up. <laughs> states and the names sometimes. Names. <laughs> just just important details. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah. Uh, but, but Saul goes, you know, well, how's he doing? And they cut to the thing. And, you know, he looks like a madman down in this bunker just hitting lamps and trying to think up things. And you just have no idea what state of mind Walter's in after everything that's happened. Uh, pretty cool opening setting us up here. Uh, we come back from the titles and, and Marie's being driven home. She's basically just comatose cause you know, her husband's been killed and the cops that are with her are saying, you know, they'll promise they'll find Hank. Everything's going to be safe, but they pull in and you see papers blowing in the wind and stuff. And you're like, Oh, and they, they drive Marie away like crazy. And they, they cover the house and we come in and we find out that the tape has been stolen. So our prediction, or my prediction, wrong immediately again within the first five minutes of the show. The Nazis are not coming back to kill families. They've already came back and taken the tape. Whereas you so, thought that was that would have been, and I, yeah, I mean, and a fine theory that was right. Know, but yeah, to where they, you said what that Marie had the tape now and would take this to the DEA and be like, look, which she probably would have, honestly, right? But right. they beat her to the punch, right? And so we cut immediately to uh, the gang, Jack's gang, watching the tape of Jesse. And Jesse's just recounting the train robbery again, bringing up the train robbery. Who knew how poignant that episode would be? No, uh, no. He, well, okay, yes, yes. At first, though, when they first come in and um, they're showing Jesse, you know, his video, he's talking about when he killed Henry Gale? No, that's from Lost. No, just Gale. Gale. <laughs> just Gale. Just Gale. When he was killing Gale, yeah, that was the you know the initial story that he was telling when it, when they first showed him on the video. Thought that was kind of neat, you know, a little, little throwback. Right, uh, but they do eventually get to um, Jesse does eventually get to talking about how Todd kills this kid, mm-hmm. and and you know Todd like looks back at the TV and kind of smiles like, oh, he's talking about me, and I'm like, Jesus, I know. Weirdo, dude. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like he almost—I don't know. Like, he almost feels like 
Everything's gonna be just fine, though. He's yeah, mad. yeah. We're all right. We're buddies. It's this cool. is my theory about Todd. Like, I don't think he understands the weight of the situation. I really, number one, I have a theory that we'll get into about how I think he's trying to be like Walter White. He's trying to be the next Heisenberg. And number that. two, that he just thinks that this is just a bump in the road, and they're all gonna be fine here in a little bit once they all get back together yeah. and start making meth again. That's you know, no problem. Maybe he's like a, like you know, very high functioning. You know something like autistic I, I don't know he just doesn't uh he doesn't fully uh, understand consequences i guess you know i don't no, know what, i what, guess not what he has but i mean something's going on up there where he just doesn't care i mean everything's gonna be fine it's kind of like a game kinda like a game right but jack freaks out about this when he sees this on the tape because he's like oh my god jesse almost ratted out my cousin to the cops so he's he runs outside. He's gonna kill him like straight well, up. Nephew. Just put a bolt in him or his nephew. God damn it! Yes, his nephew. <laughs> so Todd, but Todd runs out and stops him and says, "Hey, they can make more meth with him, you know, with him alive." And he's like, "Well, why? We have eleven or you know, eight, almost eighty, what seventy yeah. million dollars, sixty nine million dollars." And you know, but Todd says, "Well, why not? You know, get more." And it's like, okay. Number one, confirm the gang knows that what we suspected possibly that Todd is making meth with Jesse. Like, we didn't know that last time. We were thinking maybe he was doing it behind the scenes, possibly without Jack knowing. Right. No, they all know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, but we can make more. We can make more. And there's another sign of Heisenberg. Like, look, why stop now? Why not build an empire? You know what I mean? So I think that Todd's really trying to emulate Wall. He sees him as like a person to look up towards and who he can try to be well we've and, always and, noticed we've always noticed that that he looks up yeah. to him, you know mr white you know mr white right. you know, blah 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 tell me this they they set this up on purpose to make it look like this and to do this to me while i'm watching this episode <laughs> now i've always said that jesse is going to kill todd that's how it's going down now it, right. it could turn it around and you know honestly todd could kill jesse and that would just be heartbreaking but i I, anyway i think that jesse's gonna kill todd so after he has after todd has this uh discussion uh with uncle jack about hey we could why quit when you can have more or something like that he says and uncle jack after being like we've got all the money in the world is like yeah yeah you're right yeah totally let's just make more money then that's a great idea well all of a sudden jack walks away the rest of the gang standing there and they're all standing you know, 15, 20 feet away from Todd, Jack's still holding this gun, and they're, yep. they're kind of talking a little bit, and I'm like, he is going to kill Todd right now. <laughs> I, I mean, I dude, I watched this three times, and I mean, now certainly after the first time, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but each time, I'm just like, wow, really thought he was going to kill Todd right there, just how it was set up and how they were talking. He's holding the gun, kind of waving it around. Anyway, it didn't happen, but... It made me a little nervous. I never thought he was actually going to kill him, but, you know, who knows with this Jack gang or what they're up to. I know. You know, what they're capable of. But actually, he just turned, kind of turns around and starts making fun of Todd because they figured out, oh, he's sweet on Lydia. Well, yeah. And then he's just doing this to impress her, you know. The heart wants what the heart wants, you know. Yeah. And they decide to leave leave Jesse alive for now just for but Todd's at, sake. But at the same time, what I am thinking there is what we just saw on Jesse's video that they think possibly the DEA now could know about Todd. Yep, and so this whole, true. so I'm sitting here going, Oh my God, the, the DEA knows about Todd, even though they don't, I don't think uncle Jack and the gang realize that only Hank and Gomi are, are the only two wise to the whole thing. 
So right. that's why I thought they could be he, he could literally take Todd out right now because the DEA knows his name and all that shit. God, if Jack though took out Todd, that would be so unsatisfying. I want to see one of our guys take Todd out. You it, know, it, it would have absolutely been uh, uh, unsatisfying, and good thing it didn't happen. <laughs> right, right. So then we go down into the cage that Jesse's in, or this little pit, and you see he's got a paperclip from the picture of Andrea and Brock, mm-hmm. and he can finally unhook the handcuffs, and he's starting to unhook them. And finally, I was like, oh my God, hope, something good for Jesse, hope. And I'm like clinging on to that as we go to commercial. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe maybe there's a way out for him here. Maybe he can get out and get Todd. Um, when we come back, we're, we're back in the bunker, uh, Ed's bunker, I'm sorry, with Saul talking to Walt. And, he's, and Saul's saying, look, you know, the best move here for you, Walt, is to just give yourself up. Because the police are all over Skylar, and they're not going to let up until she kind of tells them where you are even if she doesn't know so your best thing to you know for your family is to just give up and walt's pissed now and he's just like no we're not done you know he's mad he wants to get a hitman and he wants to go get his money back and he's just like that's not the way it's going to go and saul's like no there's no way to get i don't know any hitmen there's no way to get the money to skyler the police will take it immediately and then Walt kind of turns and tries to intimidate Saul like he did way back in season five, episode one, where he like was in his office and was like, we're not done till I say I'm done. Right. You know, right. it was, it was exact same um, conversation basically that he was going to yeah. give to Saul and you know, how that. Turned but out. unfortunately during this part, you know, Walter starts coughing and he, he has a little coughing fit and, you know, collapses on the bed and Saul's like, no, nah, we're done. You know, this is it. And kind of gets yeah. his bags and leaves. And that's it for Saul, and it's like, well, so long, good buddy. We'll see you in the spinoff. Yeah, I, I'd say that was probably that for him, right? I mean, no more Saul. Yeah, I think that. I mean, he's disappeared. He's off yeah. to Omaha, mm-hmm. right? Omaha? Am I right on that? Well, it's Nebraska. I don't know actually if they said Omaha or not, but that's what Nebraska. I know. That's what I said earlier. But yeah, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Right. Uh, so back to Skylar, she's meeting with the DEA face to face and, you know, it's a very loud piercing, like she can't pay attention. She's not listening. You hear like muted voices and, you know, we come to and the DEA guy's like, Mrs. White, do you understand what's happening here? Yes. I understand. Did that scene look familiar to you? Cause it did to me. Um, uh, I don't know. There was another board meeting at one other time. Oh, oh, yep, yep, yep. It was got it. Uh, yep, Madrigal, the chicken tasting uh, scene. Okay. Where he was tasting the chicken nuggets and he just wasn't paying attention. He knew that he was done. And right. I, I don't know. I guess that's what I thought when I was put on the spot right there. Yeah, that's what I. Thought. I know. Sorry, <laughs> it's not a quiz show. <laughs> no, that's all right. No. Yeah, I, that, even whatever you're thinking, mine still works with it too. It was a callback to like the first episode or whatever it was when Walt first finds out he has cancer and he's sitting in front of the doctor uh-huh. and he hears this loud piercing and the doctor's talking about cancer and the treatments and he's like, what? And the doctor's like, do you, do you understand how serious this is? And he's like, yes, I have cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm right. not going to get well. So it was a nice little callback there. Granite State, episode 515, is a very different kind of episode. It has a different feel to it. I don't know where he is. 
Skyler just goes into absolute, almost robotic survival mode after Walt disappears. And I think that the fact that the DEA is coming after her and that they're questioning her, that everything's taken from her, her sister's lost faith in her. And so I think that the person that we see left of her in the end is a shell of a human being, is the shell of who she used to be. So immediately we flash back to Skyler at home. It's very quiet. She's watching outside as the DEA is obviously sitting outside her house, scoping out the house, waiting to see if there's any hint of Heisenberg coming back. And Holly starts to cry in the back, you know, and she walks to her back room. And I tell you what, I was filled with dread. That was like a terrifying nightmare when she walked in and there's just a group of guys in masks in Holly's room. Around yeah. The oh, yeah. Were you just like, did you see that coming at all? Because I did not. No, no, absolutely not. No. I mean, that's terrifying, especially anyone who's ever been home alone. That is a terrifying thought. Yeah, not just one person, but like four. And yeah, and asks. I'm like, what? Like, I literally out loud, what the fuck? Like, what is going on? Yeah. And it's Todd. It's Todd and some of, the, some of the gang. And he's basically there going, like, look, you know, you're not, you've been talking to the DEA. Don't say anything about that black-haired woman you saw at the car wash. And I completely forgot about that, that she'd seen Lydia. And... Basically, he's there saying, you know, if you want to, if you want your kids to be okay and everything to be all right, just don't say anything about her. You haven't seen her. But at the same you time, know. you know, I don't think Skylar even knew Lydia's name, nothing about her. No. To where she could implicate her in anything. You know, she'd go to the DEA and be like, well, there was this one woman with dark hair one time that Walt said was a, a former business associate. And it's like, okay, now we've got only 19 million people to, you know, look into. <laughs> Right, right. But, you know, again, Lydia, it was Lydia who obviously we see the next scene when he meets with her at the at the diner or at the cafe. She was the one who was like, you better go take she saw me. You better go kill her, basically. Like, she's got to be gone. And well, she had Todd already doesn't she had already mentioned that like off camera, obviously, because now they're having their after the, the after meeting of it. Right. And they and you see how Lydia sat at a different table back to Todd like she tried to do with Mike. Yeah. The first time they met and Mike was like, we're not doing this and yeah. just sat across from her. And this time she did it, although it's totally obvious. Everyone could tell they were talking. Yeah. And then Todd just turns around at one point and just talks right. to her. <laughs> and, he, you know, he tries to flirt with her a little here with the convo, but Lydia's just straight up pissed. She wanted Skylar dead and she's basically calling off the partnership. But then Todd's like, all right, but I got this meth and it's 92% pure. And so then, you know, she's like, really? And, you know, he smiles. He sees that his plan's working. This whole scheme of his to get Jesse to help make the meth, to raise the purity, to impress Lydia, it's all coming together. All so, paying off for him. Yep. You're right. Yep. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, you're right. He's doing it now for Lydia, basically. This is what he wants is her. Right. Exactly. Um, so the next thing we see is Ed is letting Walt out of this propane take, and we're in New Hampshire. Boom. Snow for the first time ever in the show. What a nice contrast for these last few episodes to put Walt, you know, up in this mountains in the snow of New Hampshire. I didn't even know there was mountains and snow in New Hampshire. Yeah, but I completely guess there out is. of his uh, element up there. Well, yeah, it's yeah. like the, uh, you know, probably the Cascade Mountains or something, I would assume. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Tell us if we're wrong about that. We probably are. <laughs> we don't know much about New Hampshire. No. Uh, but Walt's new home is just this secluded cabin, like straight up Unabomber style with no utilities, nothing. He gets, only thing he gets is a monthly grocery run by Ed in exchange for like $10,000 or whatever it is. Fifty. Uh, $50,000 a, a month, month to go get groceries and stuff. 
Um, and he basically tells Walt the rules, you know, he's like, don't, you know, don't leave here. If you leave this property, you got two acres. If you leave, you're going to get caught. And if I, and if you leave, I'm not coming back. That's for my own safety. So basically you're, you're here and that's it. As long as you want to stay hidden. Um, and then Ed leaves and immediately Walt throws on that awesome shot of him putting on the Heisenberg hat. And he's like, it's time to get down to business, you know, stuffs his pockets full of money immediately and starts heading for the gate. And I'm sitting there going, what are you doing? Like, you just set this all up, like chill out for a while, you know? Well, I think I, 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 real quick, the, the reason he did that is because Ed really scared the crap out of him with that being like, you've got no contact with anybody. Yeah. You can't do anything. And for, for Walt and, you know, slash Heisenberg, I think more so Heisenberg at this point, he, he, he couldn't do that. You know, I mean, he, he had to think of a plan. He had to save the day. I think he was still in the mindset of, well, I got to get back and go get some guys to go kill Jack's gang and get my money back. Like, I got to go do this. This is what my goal is now. And, you know, that was his plan. And he goes down to the gate and he realizes, I think he thinks, he's like, well, wait a second. This may be a little more dangerous than I thought. I haven't quite thought this through. I'll go tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll go. Yeah, and not to mention he starts coughing when he gets down to the gate and it's an eight-mile walk. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's just like, yeah, tomorrow I'll do this. Right. Yeah, but we know it won't be tomorrow. It'll be months later, you know. Yeah, and and, and can, well, I guess we're gonna get to it. I, I was gonna say I, I would like to try to figure out how long it's been. I think I've got a pretty good idea. I think I figured it out. I did some research today. I I think I know. Um, so we go back to Jesse. He uses the paperclip that we saw to unlock the handcuffs, and he tries to reach the cage, and we hear Todd coming. Uh, so he has to hurry and lock himself back up again. Todd. Shows up with, goddammit, Todd, ice cream. Hey, you awake? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Jesse's terrified of Todd because he's a utter psychopath. When you see him, he's just so smiley and, hey, how you doing today? Here, I brought you some ice cream. Didn't know what kind you liked, so I, I brought you all the flavors. And it's just, it's just so eerie. He does try to reach out to Jesse a few times and almost develops this sort of owner-pet relationship. You know, I didn't know what kind of flavor you like, so I got you all different kinds. You know, he's basically rewarding Jesse, not only because he says, you know, we've reached 96%, but kind of a thank you. You're helping me with Lydia. You know, this is all working. Here's some ice cream, Mm -hmm. you know, buddy. And kind of, you know, helping him out. And then there you see Todd lights up a smoke again. There's another hint about my theory about how Jesse's going to get out of this. Uh, yeah, Remember? okay. I'm, yeah, I'm still in on that. that I, I thought that was okay. good when you said it. I'm, I'm still there. Yeah, last week, in case, you, in case you forgot, last week I thought that, you know, in the flashback of beginning of last episode, Walt warns Jesse not to smoke in the lab because it could blow shit up. And we constantly see Todd smoking. And I think Jesse's going to remember that and use some sort of thing with Todd smoking or Jesse smoking to blow things up. Okay, so Todd leaves, and Jesse, you know, kind of acts like he's going to sleep. And, oh, he asks him, can you leave the tarp off tonight? You know, I'd like to watch the stars, you know. And Todd's like, okay, buddy, I'll do that. Um, and as soon as Jesse walks, or as soon as Todd walks away, Jesse starts going for it. It's like, oh, God, get out of there, Jesse. Get out of there. Like, I'm rooting for him so hard. And stacking up the those those bins and buckets and towels. It, 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 like, Well, yeah, it was like his, it was his little um, bedroll. Yeah. Blanket and his little try a piss bucket. And as he's stacking this, I'm like, there's no way 
anybody could stand on that and have it stand. And then they do a one shot where he jumps up onto it and stays. And I'm like, whoa, nice work. I don't know if there was any yeah. special effects to that, but that was pretty sweet. Yeah, um, that's cool. And he jumps up and he he finally climbs out and he's running and he's running. And I'm like, oh, my God, get out of there. Get out of there. And then I see the security camera that he runs past. And I'm like, he's not getting out of there. Oh, no, he's not getting out. He reaches the fence. I'm thinking, get out of there. And in the background, you see the gang just start running by and, and surround him. And I'm just like, oh, shit. This is this is not good. And Jesse just doesn't give a shit anymore. You know, he just screams back. Just kill me now and get it over with because there's no way I'm doing one more cook for you psycho f- I'm like, whoa, another F-bomb yeah, to this like season. Five. Yeah, yeah five they, don't, they don't care. They don't care anymore. No, best show ever. We can say whatever we want. It's kind of like South Park got away with, you know, after <laughs> yeah. a time. South Park, they're like, eh, we don't care. You can do whatever you want. Right. So uh, immediately we cut and, and Todd's walking up to a house. And I'm just like, well, where's he going? What's going on here? And you have to tell me when you realized what was going on here, because I didn't. Because Todd's walking up this house, knocks on the house, he's just kind of looking around, and Andre answers. And immediately I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to kidnap her and take her back and then torture her to get Jesse to cook. That was my first thought. If anything, that's what I thought. I did not see what was coming next at all and and todd's you know he's being all nice hey i'm jesse's friend you know and she's like oh where is he and he's like oh he's here he's right around in the truck and they cut to jesse and he's in the truck just you know kicking and screaming and going nuts and that's when i was like oh my god this is this is happening and he's looking around in the house and like hey is your kid here da, 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 da. and all of a sudden turns around and he goes, just so you know it's not personal pop it's just you know a plus b equals c i think that was the agreement with his uncle was that if he tries to escape this is what's gonna happen just so you know this isn't personal we've been leading up to this moment for the past five seasons just torturing jesse uh, i think he's he's finally broken and uh He's just completely vacant. That was so difficult to watch, dude. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I did gonna, not see that coming at all. He's going to get an Emmy for that scene alone, probably. Yeah, easy. It's like, <laughs> And as far as Jesse's character goes, like, I don't know. Is he, I don't know if he's been pushed beyond the point of rage where he wants revenge, or is he just like, he's got to be broken, dude. Just completely emotionally and physically broken to where he just doesn't care. You know that's, what I mean? That's what I thought after that happened, but he still has Brock, actually. And yeah. now Brock has nobody. So, you know, he could pull it together and, you know, he has to escape now for Brock, you know, because Andrea's gone. You know, that, that, that could play a role in it, I think. You're right. And but I, it, I do think you're, I mean, yeah, he's definitely at this point completely shattered. Right. And Jack even said, mentions that. He goes, remember the kid, you know, remember there's still the kid. You know, trying right. to give him some motivation to keep working. Well, yeah, and if he doesn't, they're still a kid. Right, so right. kill him, too. And, dude, I know, like all of you out there, my heart sunk when that happened. It's like, ah, here's another just innocent person that got killed because they were in contact with Walt and Jesse. And, but then again, I thought back to our conversation about last week and how this isn't a show about who's good, who's bad, but it's a show about consequences. And, you know, many shows have this exact same setup where, the hero's in trouble, and the bad guys are like, look, you either comply or we're going to hurt your girl, you know? And on those shows, they usually find the hero figures out a way to save the girl. Unfortunately, not in this one, because it's about the hard consequences of their actions. And Jesse, 
yeah, he got out, but he wasn't thinking through his plan and just acted on his emotions to get out immediately. And, right. you know, Todd's gang is delivering the consequences of that, unfortunately. And, and, and Jesse knew that, obviously, you know, they had the picture. They, they know where, where Andrea and Brock were, but again, yeah, he, I mean, if you were in that state, you know, what do you do? I mean, he yeah. did what he had to do and he was going to escape and his whole plan was probably to escape and go get them and leave. Right. <laughs> you know? Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with Jesse after that. That was the last time we really kind of see him and who knows what kind of state he's going to be in this final episode. I literally uh, have no theories on Jesse anymore. None. I none. I have no idea. It's all out the window on Jesse. I have no right. idea what what he's going to be or who he's going to... I mean, I have no idea. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see on him. Um, so we come back from commercial break after that horrible thing, and boom, immediately we've hit our time warp. We flash forward a few months. Now, Ed returns to the cabin. It's months later. Walt has a beard and a patchy head of hair now that we see for the first time. And that's when I first was like, okay, we are going to get to what we've been seeing, these flash forwards, at the end of this episode. Right, right. I thought maybe it would end and then we would skip ahead at the beginning of next week. You know, the the time passing would happen between episodes. We wouldn't see it. Um, but no, we're actually going to get a chance to see a few. Uh, they're going to spend the time and show you. I, I, I think next week very well could just show us the beginning scene of the diner again, revise the gun. I mean, cause it's only, that was a, a cold opening, so how long was that? You know, a minute and a half? Right, right. And it's, he's going to buy the gun, and it's going to show him going back to his house. It might speed that up a little bit. You know, right. So he, he gets the gun in the diner, goes to his house, he gets the rice, and, and then right. now we're, here we are. Yeah, Ed returns, and he brings Walt you know, a stack of papers, a new set of eyeglasses. They weren't prison-issued like we thought they might be, but there's mm-hmm. his new glasses. He, he starts asking about his family. Um he says Skyler's working at a taxi taxi dispatcher, and he has cust- she has custody of both the kids. They had to fence up his house because people were going in and trashing it and all this stuff. And the the I guess the state took it over the property or whatever. Um, so they decided to put a fence up. So we found out what happened to the house. It wasn't the Nazis. It wasn't anything else. It's just because in this time, Walt's become famous as being an outlaw meth dealer who's gotten away and. You know, some kids went in, spray-painted Heisenberg on the wall. They said it kind of become a, a tourist attraction, and the neighbors were getting mad about it. So, yeah, they boarded it up, right. it up. And so Ed and, and Walt start this homemade little chemotherapy session. It's obviously something they've had to work towards to perfect over the over the months, you know. Well, and well how, how many months, though? And that's what I was What I read about. from... Someone asked Vince Gilligan and, and 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 the writer and director of this, and the writer and director said around four or five months, and Vince said the better part of half of the year. So Wow. I wouldn't have expected that long, but I knew it was at least two months, and I figured, okay, it has to be longer because you're not growing your hair and, and beard out that much, I don't think, yeah. anyway, in two months. And when Ed came and he's like, all right, you ready for the chemo? Right. And he said, sorry about last time. Okay, well, there's your two months then. There's your two months at least. Mm-hmm. There's still snow on the ground. He got there when, you know, possibly when, it, you know, maybe it was just becoming, uh, you know, winter there. Right. So, yeah, he's probably there for almost the entire winter. And I'm, right. I'm just thinking, honestly, you know, three, four months is what what I figured. But, you know, five, half a year. Whoa, that'd be, I mean, not talking to anybody but once. And then we kind of get that because Walt says – 
you know, Ed's getting ready to leave, and Walt's like, I'll pay you ten grand to stay for just a couple hours. And Ed's like, oh, I'll stay for one. And, well, you know, and, and, and you could see it actually when Ed pulled up the drive. You know, Walt was just like, oh, God. Yeah, and he opens <laughs> up the gate. He's like, hey, come on, come on in. Yeah. Here, here, you know, I don't see yeah. anybody ever. Right, I never get to talk to anybody. I have no electricity, and I've only got DVDs of Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> two <laughs> copies, two copies, actually. Um, so at this point, Walt seems to know that he's nearing his end. Like, he seems to think, like, he can't, he's not going to last very much longer because he asks Ed, he's like, My money over there. What if I ask you to give it to my family? Would you do it? If I said yes... Would you believe me? It pains him to no end to realize that oh, all this, I have 11 million dollars in a barrel and I might as well use it to start a fire because it's almost useless. We've seen many, many episodes of Heisenberg overcoming overwhelming odds using his intellect to win in scenarios in which nobody else could, but here, in this second to last episode ever, Breaking Bad, it doesn't look like Walt's gonna prevail. He's too sick. He's riddled with cancer. He's spiritually broken. And he comes to realize that these hopes for revenge are pipe dreams, and it's never gonna happen. So a lot of a lot of talk has been about that because after that, you know, they start playing cards and Ed, you know, starts shuffling the cards. He goes, I'd let you shuffle, but you're encumbered, you know, because he's doing his chemo. And he goes, Do you want to cut? And he goes, no. So does that say that he trusts Ed to where he would trust him to take, you know, the money or or what? Do you think Ed would deliver the money or do you think he'd just take it? No. Um, well, I think the card cut, I think, might be looking a little too much into that because at okay. that point, Walter's almost kind of devastated. I think he knows, yeah, he's not going to get this money to them. And, and no. if he did, it would jeopardize Ed. You know, mm-hmm. by delivering a barrel of money or however he might go about it, be right. impossible for him to get all this money to them. When right. Ed asks if he wants a cut, Walt kind of sits back and he's just kind of out of it at that point. And he just he answers actually in a weird voice. He's just like, no, no, like no, nah, I don't yeah. care. I don't care. You're not gonna yeah. get any money. I don't even care. Because that's all. Well, that's all he really cares about. Walt is getting the family this money. He doesn't. He knows he's dying. He's just got to figure out a way to get this money to his family and possibly get the rest of the money back so he can give it to his family. And it's just, it's, it's, it's just not going to happen. And I think this time he spent up there, he's slowly realizing that, that he's just, it's an impossible feat to get this to happen. And we find out, you know, and, and you'll get to it, but just real quick while we're talking about the money and we find out, you know, shortly after that, they don't even want the money. They don't want association with this guy. They don't right. care. Just die. Yeah, basically. Uh, Walt's alone in his in his cabin. His wedding ring falls off because uh, he's getting so thin and frail. Um, he ties it around his neck, and this disproves a lot of people's theories that way back in the diner at the very beginning of the season, they said, look at his shirt. You can see there's something, there's a little line underneath there. I wonder if he's wearing a wire. Turns out, no, it's the wedding ring. It's the okay. wedding ring around his neck. Um, for, then for some reason, he sees a box of, I don't even know what that stuff was. Was it like... Insure, I think it was. Yeah, 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 something like that, yeah. And he decides, protein, I got it. Probably a big, right. A lot of protein. And he just decides on the spot, it's time. It's time to, to get at least help out my family a little bit. So he fills it with as much as he can, which is about $100,000 in cash, and he leaves the property. And I didn't even get that he was dressed like he was 
in the flash forwards when he is at the tavern. I didn't even get to that point yet. Oh God. I don't even think I noticed it. Yeah. So he gets to the tavern and you know, he's on this phone and he calls Walt jr. You know, pretending gets the waitress to pretend that it's Marie, uh, gets Walt jr. The phone. He's like, Hey, does, does your friend Lewis have the same address? Cause I got this package and I'm going to send it to you. And, uh, then you go pick it up and it's filled with money. It's money. that's going to help you guys. You know, you got to be quiet about it. You can't let the police know. Da, 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 da. And Walt Jr. is just like, what? No, we don't want any of that. You killed Hank. I don't want any of your shit, you know? Why are you still alive? Why don't you just, just die already? Just, just die. It's really sad because when he does make that phone call and Walt is just ecstatic to hear his, his son's voice. What do you say to someone that's betrayed you? This plan falls on its face very quickly. And Walt is truly, that's, that's it. That's. That was Walt's last shot. And Walt's just sitting there going, it can't be for nothing. It can't be for nothing, you know? And he hangs up the phone, and then he just gets another thing of quarters out, and he's basically beaten at that point. I mean, Walter White is done, and he calls the DEA, and he's just, like, turning himself in. I'd like to talk to the person in charge of the Walter White investigation. And they're like, who is this? Walter White. And then he just leaves the phone hang. Yeah. Well, well let's just skip back here. Okay. That's that's what we were. That's what I was saying, you know, about the whole money thing. I mean, for for Walter, this whole time it's been for his family. I know we've beaten this like a dead horse, but you know, the money it's it's for the family. And now you've got the family going, dude, just get. We don't even want the money. So you know, and, and that's why he's sitting here as Walt Jr. yelling like, "You killed Uncle Hank!" And he's like, "It can't be for nothing," you know. But it it is right possible at this point. It, it was for nothing because everything else has been completely destroyed around you. And what I think, though, and this episode really brought it out, though, I think, you know, the character that Brian Cranston plays is two different people. You know, obviously, it's Walter White and Heisenberg. I think what drives Walter White to do all this stuff and to make all this money is that's his excuse, is that he's doing it for his family. and He has to make sure his family. The reason behind why Heisenberg, his little alter ego, does what he does is completely different. And we'll get into that here in a minute. Yeah. Because he goes over to the bar and he orders a, what is it? Uh, a dimple pinch? Pi- dimple, dimple, dimple pinch. pinch. Dimple pinch scotch whiskey. And um, Gretchen and Elliot flash on the TV and he's like, hey, hey, stop that. You know, let's let's go back to that. And it's, it's Gretchen and Elliot who are um, the couple that Walt used to work with back, I don't know, right out of college. They, I mean, if you remember this, this, this plot line, it's been a long time. Uh, but they started a company together. They, he, him and Gretchen were dating or liked each other at some point, and they started a company with Elliot, and it was something about science and research, and something happened with him and Gretchen where he, they never really explained this, where he just sold his share of the company for $5,000 and got out, and the company went on to make $2 billion. I, I think, well, you know what? No, I was going to say, I think that he... He sold it for rent money, but I, I actually think back. I think he said, "I sold my share for what was, you know, basically rent money." You know, like right? Pennies, pennies is what I, I sold for. But I don't think it's ever been explained, or will it? I don't think it might not ever be explained about why he left and and gave up on his dream. But I think that is what drives Heisenberg. That thought that he had this amazing and he was going to get paid for how smart he was and the research he was doing and he gave it up and now is his second chance to dominate and be the smartest guy in the room and all that shit and he, go ahead what were you going to say 
Well, I was going to say, and, and that's why Grey Matter, as small, as small of a role that Grey Matter has had in the whole series, it's turning in, out to be actually the main factor why all of this started, because he lost out on his original empire, a legit, you know, legal empire. He lost out on it, and he's always wanted to have something like that, and, and that was that. I mean, it, it really all it all stems back to selling out of, of Grey Matter. Yeah, I mean, he always says he does it for his family and all this, but if you remember back to last season, when Jesse and Mike are like trying to get him to sell his share, and he'll make like $5 million right up front. There's his money for his family, and he'd be good. And he's like, Jesse goes, are you in the meth business, or are you in the money business? And he goes, I'm not neither. I'm in the empire business. And he goes on to tell him this whole story about gray matter. That's when he's in full on Heisenberg mode. Just be like, look, yeah, that's money, but that's not what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to become the king and make up for this stuff that happened with gray matter. So that being said, with that backstory in mind, when Gretchen and Elliot, the now heads of gray matter, come across the screen and they're talking to Charlie Rose... And he's saying, you know, you donated $29 million to a fund um, to fund drug rehab clinics for the American Southwest. Some people are saying that's to make amends for your, quote, association with Walter White. I have to believe that the, the investing public understands we're talking about a person who, who was there early on, but who had virtually nothing to do with the creation of the company and still less to do with growing it into what it is today. And Gretchen goes, yeah, the only thing you really helped us out was with the name, you know, Schwartz is black plus Walter White equals gray. Um, so basically saying he didn't do anything with us in the first place. You can just see Walter just, or Heisenberg now, is just getting more and more mad. And then she mentions that, you know, to this day, this blue meth is still circulating around the Southwest and even in Europe. And what did you think in that scene? Is Walt pissed at them? Is he mad that his product is still being produced? Or is he upset, not upset, but does he know, now know that Jesse's still alive because of the product's still floating around? Like, what did you take from that? Uh, I don't know. I guess a couple things. I, I kind of felt like, yeah, he, he probably knows that Jesse's alive. Um, but, yeah, I, I really think it was the whole, just the whole gray matter thing. Uh, you know, not, I don't think he's mad that his product is out there because he's out. He got out of the business. I mean, he did. All right. I don't think he's mad about that, but it was just the whole gray matter thing and them saying that he had you know nothing to do with it. But you know what? Now he's got his empire and he's got to get back to it. He can't let it go down possibly. You know? Yeah. That's, that's why he's now like, oh, Heisenberg, here we go. Right. And, you know, I was looking back at this episode at this and trying to dissect this scene a little bit more. And, you know, I really feel like I, I initially when I first saw it, when he hangs up the phone and calls the DEA, that's Walter White giving up. You know, Walter White is dead at that point when he goes to the bar. And when yeah. he sees this gray matter thing, that is when he brings back, that brings back Heisenberg from the dead. Like, now he is pissed. And that gets up my ire. The tail feathers, you know. And it's like, nope. No, maybe the best thing is to not give up quietly. Maybe the best thing is to go out loudly. His tank is empty, he's running on fumes, and that little bit of righteous indignation, that anger he feels here in this propels him out that barroom door. And God only knows what's going to happen next. And it, it confirms it, because Gretchen actually says on the interview, uh, she says, you know, they ask him about Walter if they know where he is, and she goes, I can't speak for this, this Heisenberg, 
But that Walter White, the, quote, sweet, kind, brilliant man that we once knew long ago, he's gone. And that just kind of confirms it, you know? Did you... Okay, let's look at this. After he dropped that phone, he was giving up. Yes. Because, you know, Walter Jr. kind of shot him down. Everything is completely crumbled. But then he sits down at the bar and sees this interview, and that flips the switch, and he's like, I'm not done. Right. I'm not done, actually, Heisenberg. Yeah, like we said, Walter White's whole goal was to make money for the family, and when the family rejected that, he gave up, and he just started waiting for the cops, and then all of a sudden he sees this and then flipped on Heisenberg mode, and he's like, you know what? I'm not going out with a whimper. I'm going out with a fucking bang. Yeah, and here yeah, we definitely. go. You definitely. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then the really sweet extended version of that theme song, of the theme song came on, and it's just like basically saying, you boys better batten down the hatches. Here we go next week. How sweet was that? That was that really final, sweet. You know, 40 seconds when the music starts and you can kind of hear the, the twang, you know, <laughs> and then it's got some other stuff going on. And then right when it goes onto that glass, dude, I, I mean, I... All three times I watched it, I just stood up. I was like, "Oh shit, dude!" <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So let's let's look at this real quick because this is the, our last. That was our last cliffhanger of a Breaking Bad episode ever. You know, next week is the last episode, so this is our last time for predictions. Any theories or predictions? As we already said, as far as Jesse goes, I don't know. I we know Brock's still alive. We know he's still trapped. I don't think he's going to be able to get out of that alone. We know that Walter is going after his money, I would think. I'm sorry, Heisenberg's going after his money. Right. He's yeah. going after Jack. I mean, with what goal in mind? I don't know what his goal is. Is is it just to take everybody out, or is it just to get his money back? I would think after this episode, it was just like full-on go-nuts mode, like Rampage. Yeah, you know, I don't know. And, and you still have Lydia involved. And again, where, you know, she's always drinking something. I mean, he gets the rice in. I, yeah. I still see that happening. How's he going to meet up with Lydia? I don't have a clue. But, you know, he's definitely going to, to take out Jack uh, in, in the gang. Yeah. Big M60. That's for sure, right? Right. I would I mean, think so. I guess Who he else? Could try to take out the head prosecutor. Like, I think that's a stretch. <laughs> no, you know, I don't see that happening. I don't see Walt's mission. I don't see him going into this even for a second thinking he's getting out alive. I think he's going in. This is a suicide mission. So, yeah. getting the money to his family may be a priority. Getting revenge at Jack, definite priority. Um, I don't. I just don't know if there's anything inside him that really still cares about the money at this point. I maybe he's just given up on the family because they rejected him and he's just wants to go out and get revenge. That's what I took. Maybe I'm too thinking too dark. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think you can think dark enough on this show. Yeah. Shot Andrea in the head. It was like, what? (laughs) Yeah. The only thing I know for sure though, that if this is the only prediction I have left is that if Walter White's main goal is to take out Jack and the gang, then at some point next week, Walter and Jesse are going to come head to face to face one more time. And we're going to see that. Uh, I mean, who knows what that interaction will be? What will that chemical reaction be when those two elements collide next week? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> chemistry. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree that that's got to happen. Right? That's got to happen. It's got to happen. Um, next week's episode is entitled Felina. F E L I N A. Again, 
not a clue what that could mean. Um, there's been some articles written that it's something about possibly a uh, lyric to an old country song that they found, but I'm not really trying to look too much into it because I don't want to know going into this what it could mean. You know, I actually saw something about uh, you split that up into three sections and they could be uh, elements off the periodic table. I don't okay. Know if though I, I didn't even look into that, you know, I don't know what the elements even are. I'm sure the article said, but I don't remember. But uh, that well, could be something too. Let me let me look it up here because this will be the third week in a row where we've had an epiphany at the end of the episode about the following week's episode. Uh, so it'd be F E, right? Do you know what F E yep. is? Mm-mm. It is. I think it's silver. I'm gonna guess silver. You're gonna guess silver. I'd say fire. It's iron. Ah. Uh, so F E. Fire is <laughs> not an element. <laughs> no. And then L I. L I. L I is the element of lithium. So we have iron and lithium. And then N A is sodium. Sodium. Sodium, lithium, and iron. I don't know what that could mean. If you. Well, well, somebody who knows chemistry is probably sitting there going, oh my God, you idiots. You've combined those three things. It means this. And (laughs) and we're just sitting there going, well, I guess we'll just have to find out. I don't know. (laughs) In the the meanwhile, yeah, this person's completely solved the last episode. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, Real quick here before we go, uh, I wanted to mention. now, me and Blake here, if you, we are coming to an end here after next week. Next week will be our last episode. Uh, maybe we'll do a, a, maybe another one just as a group. We'll get some of our friends together and do like a big group one about the yeah. whole series as a whole, possibly. But as far as what we've been doing here as episode by episode, next week's the last one. But we have done other episodes of podcasts, of different podcasts. And if you guys enjoy us, uh, obviously you're here for Breaking Bad first and foremost. But if you if you like us, we, we have our own little podcast i'm gonna put a link up to it it's under it's, it's my little podcast called the lyle's podcast and i'm gonna put up a link to a, a christmas eve story that blake told us last year or a couple years ago <laughs> that uh it's pretty phenomenal and you guys should check it out and if you like that that's some other stuff you can listen to with us and some I videos mean, like we've to, made if you like to laugh basically hysterically i think <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty, pretty much one of the funniest christmas eve stories i've ever heard so <laughs> we'll put a link to that up there uh on the show notes at talkingbad.blogspot.com you can leave also leave your comments there about what you think is going to happen next week um we'll we'll mention them on the air also at the facebook page it's talking bad amc or facebook.com slash talking bad amc uh leave us comments pictures Everything there. We love that our audience keeps growing every week. Uh, we love checking out everything that you guys write to us. It's been a blast. Uh, Blake, do you have any plans for what you're going to do for the final episode? Are you doing anything special, or what do you think? I will probably sit in my basement by myself and just not be bothered. Lights out, doors locked. <laughs> wither, wither away with Walter White. You'll be like Walter White in the cabin, just inches from the television. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll probably uh, have to get drunk for it because it's probably going to be pretty devastating. But yeah, yeah. So that'll happen too. Yeah. But, uh, okay, cool. Like every episode, actually. Let us know what you're doing too. I mean, there's people throwing parties. There's going to movie theaters. I mean, throwing Breaking Bad get-togethers before the you know the season. Also, uh, starting Wednesday night, uh, 
AMC will be airing every episode in a row of Breaking Bad for starting from season one. So check your local listings that for AMC uh, starting Wednesday. They're going to run it all the way up to the finale. So you can go back and revisit some any of the old episodes that you'd like. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's amazing. That. That's awesome. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for this week. Uh, till next week. I mean, I don't know. This will be it, guys. Who knows what's going to happen when these chemicals react? Silver, lithium, and sodium iron i know it's iron lithium and sodium yeah that's a bad combo all right we'll see you guys next week we'll see you